Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that goes to the cinema and sees a couple of things a week, raise them out of five, stays at home on various streaming platforms, sees a couple of things, raise them out of five, and figures out where money has been better spent this week. My name is Tosin and I am your host, and joining me joining me this week is one person from the Isle of Wight, and it is Sean, Sean Harris. How are you? How are you? Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, so yeah, we were, we're just going to kick on, and this might be chaotic. We might have people join on, we might have uh, Sharon, we might have a Holly join us as we go along. But we're going to kick off with just the two of us. Just the two of us and the two musketeers, the prequel to that other, the, the, the sort of like less known prequel or the first draft of Alexander Dumas's if, book. Toes, Toes, if you could be a musketeer, which one would you be? Oh, oh, okay, now you see. With the Musketeers thing, right, uh, my introduction to the Three Musketeers was a, a thing that strayed very far from the book, and it was the Disney 1990s version of the Three Musketeers that had Kiefer Sutherland, Charlie Sheen, and Oliver Platt in it. Oh, and, right. Yeah, it had, those are the Three Musketeers, and obviously, and had Chris O'Donnell as D'Artagnan, and um, Tim Curry as Cardinal Richelieu, mm-hmm. but... I think out of all of those, we always wanted to be Porthos because Porthos so was the I. Joker. So did, so did I. I don't know why. Why do you think it's Porthos? I would have been the because, because Porthos is the Joker. Porthos is yeah, the Joker. Yeah, he's, he's the one who sort of like enjoys life and everything. And uh, and I think a lot of it, a lot of it had to do with the performance of Oliver Platt. The right. performance of Oliver Platt in that film. He makes Porthos larger than life and he makes Porthos this guy that you just want to be your best friend. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Aramis, the way Kiefer Sutherland played Aramis, Aramis was like, it was a no humor, too serious kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Too serious kind yeah. of guy. I think, I think, um, so it was, it's, uh, no, it's Arthur's Porthos, uh, no, no, Aramis. No, no. I think Charlie Sheen was Aramis because he's the one who, who was a priest. Uh-huh. And yeah, yeah, and but yeah, either way, it was always going to be Porthos because of that. Either that or D'Artagnan, because I think at the age we sort of like identified a bit with D'Artagnan of this young kid who gets in there and everything like that. But if it was it was from the actual people who are actually musketeers for most of the runtime, it would be Porthos. Uh-huh. Uh, all right, cool. But anyway, what have we been watching this week? We're, let, let's let's kick off with this. Let's kick off with um, what have you been watching in cinemas this week, Sean? Okay, well, I, I went to see um, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, but long, long, long old film. And I went to see John Wick Chapter Four. Long old film. Yeah. Um, and on longer, the streaming platform, longer old film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Long, longer film. Yeah. Um, so, and on the streaming platforms, I've watched quite quite a bit of stuff, but I managed to pick up, which I was quite surprised. It was just. You know me and my historical epics, and yeah, yeah, I was yeah. on YouTube, YouTube, and this film film come up called The Lion of the Desert, okay. which which had been Italy had banned it for for um for a lot of years. Which so that's the one I'd like to do today. I did, I've seen a couple of other things, and I have watched been watching the football. So, <laughs> um, yeah. all right, cool, good stuff. And I have seen Dungeons and Dragons in cinemas. I saw Dungeons and Dragons, and at home. I have seen, I did, met, oh, that's it, Shotgun Wedding with Jennifer Lopez Ooh. and Timothy, and uh, not Timothy, Josh Duhamel. Uh, they have similar hair, Timothy Oliphant <laughs> and Josh Duhamel. So, Shotgun Wedding. Shotgun Wedding. All right, cool. So, those are the, those are the four things we're going to go through unless somebody else pops in. 
So let us kick off with Dungeons and Dragons Honor Amongst Thieves because mm-hmm. Joe Wick has been out a couple of weeks. This week, um, Dungeons and Dragons is the big release, I would say. And so Dungeons and Dragons, when you hear that name, everybody kind of knows that name. It has been around for ages. It is a fantasy sort of board game uh, that went that most people think is about geeks who play this in their mum's basement. If we're going to go with sort of like you know an American thing, because in the UK, not many mums have a basement. But <laughs> but um, so that's that's what. The, but uh, uh, over a while, over the last couple of decades, it has seen like you know uh, a, more, a greater acceptance. I think because of Stranger Things, there's a lot of people who you think is cool, like Vin Diesel and Joe Manganiello, who who come out and say no, no, they love playing Dungeons and Dragons, and they talk about like the thing that brings everybody together and all that. And it's this is a film that when I first heard about it, I thought bad idea. <laughs> they've made quite a few, haven't they? Haven't they made like quite they, a few of these, or well, they've made attempts at making them? They've they, the last attempt of doing a live action um, Dungeons and Dragon had Jeremy Irons as this sort of like Grand Vizier type character and everything like that, and it was rubbish. Mm. <laughs> it was rubbish. I think that the best thing that I've seen before this of of Dungeons and Dragons on the screen, there was a Saturday morning cartoon of Dungeons and Dragons. That I used to watch on TV in Nigeria, and that we thought was a br- we thought was brilliant. It was eighties, everything like that. The sort of like Saturday mornings, eighties cartoons in the heyday. They did a Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. Thought it was brilliant. Thought it was absolutely brilliant. But um, so so with this, when they actually came up to make this film, I thought bad idea. I thought this is going to be a bad idea because why are you going back there? You've tried before. It hasn't really worked. Then I saw the first trailer of this film, and the trailer of this film made me go, oh. Oh, if they're going for that tone, they could pull this off. This could work. And I'm going to go ahead and just give a spoiler for my review and yeah. say, in my in my opinion, they pulled it off. In mm-hmm. my opinion, they, it, this really, really worked. I don't think I, it's very rarely recently that I've seen a film that I think I feel has flowed from beginning to end where I'm just kind of sitting there going, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this. I'm a, yeah, obviously, you have to do that, but I'm enjoying this. And the storyline, the plot, is it? Re- do we really need to know it? I'm not sure, but I'll tell you, we have Chris Pine. We have Michelle Rodriguez. You meet them. They live in this fantasy world. Um, he, She is kind of like the muscle. He's kind of like the brains, and they used to be part of this group of thieves. They tried to steal stuff, and, and they escape prison, and then mostly what happens is that this film becomes a heist movie and then you have this whole thing where we need to go here to get the helmet of blah 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 and we have to go to the blah 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 place to get the blah 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 of blah 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 and they have all these things that they put in and they put in all these because and i really wanted to speak to somebody who actually plays dungeons and dragons i wanted to speak to somebody who actually yo you play you play well, i mean we're talking i wouldn't say i played but we did attempt to play many many years ago i mean we're talking many many years ago when i think it was like something like the third edition or something yeah, like yeah. that. There was a few of us. So, I mean, now I, that must be on about the 97th or whatever edition it is. But, yeah, so, and I have to say, I can understand there was enough in this which would have pleased anybody that was into Dungeons & Dragons. They would have pleased. And they had this thing. They, remember this book? So there was a, a guy, what was this name? I can't remember his name. But, anyway, he had the book. He had, and, um, and then they, he also had this monster manual. And oh yeah. I looked at the monster manual with all the things. I used to love it, and they'd have all things. So, a lot of the things in the movie, I mean, two in particular. You know, there's like a maze scene. And yes, they, the they, maze. Yeah, the maze. Okay. Yeah. And there's like a, a Black Panther thing with with things, which is called a displacer beast. So. Oh yeah. It is an yeah. actual. Then it's a thing that pops up, and it can be, it can be quite um, 
quite uh you, quite you know, dangerous if you get them young they can be like little cats and they can become like the wizard's yeah. familiar or whatever and also the the gelatinous cube Gel- um, <laughs> is, is a is a is a thing is a thing and I'm sure, the, the I'm gelatinous sure some of the dragons cube. were were um were, were, were from something or whatever. Yeah. yeah because because this is the thing that I wanted to get right because the, th- the one of the best things about this is that it made me want to get into Dungeons and Dragons, yeah, yeah, if for no do. other reason because I wanted to figure out okay what were all the references that I missed because this is just a good film as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a good film. If you know nothing about Dungeons and Dragons, okay. you do not have to know anything about Dungeons and Dragons. It's just a good film, and it's uh, I, what, what I wanted to ask people who'd played it because I have a friend who actually does a lot of D and D, and like on Twitter you see her Shamini Shamini Bundo. She actually dresses up as the characters and they have like you know video things of the campaigns and i don't get it so i wanted to speak to her and apparently she got invited to the premiere of this film because i guess because of her dnd connection she got invited to the premiere she didn't go i was like what are what? you playing <laughs> what are you playing did she, at did she think it wasn't going to be very good then did she was she of the opinion that it wasn't going to be that good or do you think maybe i, I haven't spoken to, i haven't spoken to her fully about it i was talking to her fully about it but i think Reading between the lines, that's probably what she thought. Because yeah, yeah, now yeah. she she feels like she's like, oh my god, I'm kicking myself. Bad life choices. Be- because and I can understand because when I heard they were making a Dungeons and Dragon film, my first thought is no way that's going to be any good. <laughs> that was that was my first. I was like, there's no way they're going to going to be any good. This is going to be Hollywood messing something up that they don't understand again. But they, uh, I think, in terms of writers and directors, they chose people who know their stuff mm, and. Yeah. So I feel like there's a lot. I, I actually want to go onto YouTube and find like, you know, all these videos that are like, you know, all the Easter eggs in Dungeons and Dragons that you missed because I know I missed all of them because I didn't get any of them. Well, well but, those, are the, those are the two that, that I, those two I mentioned, the Displace Abyss and the Gelatinous Cube are actually, I mean, they were around when they were part of the, oh, yeah, and there's, then there's the chest thing, like a, a mimic thing. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. In, if you play, because, Basically, how the thing works is you have someone who's a dungeon master and he decides he, like, places his thing. And those mimics, they, like, normally mimic chests and things so that yeah. you know, there's quite a few of them about. They could be nice things, but because people are like, oh, I need a I need a rune or I need a spell. And there might be something in this you chest. You picked it up and you chest. have been eaten by the yeah. chest, which was actually a mimic. So, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, so the thing is, and I don't know for sure, but I'm not sure if this works, but... The film is almost, it makes me feel, the way that they were just going like, oh, you have to go and get this thing, you have to go over to this place, you have to do this thing, you have to use this spell to blow. And guess what, you had this with you, oh, oh, and it was a hither to the staff. And it had all these things in there. It made me wonder if it works that what you're watching is somebody's campaign. So it- Probably. Yes. So what you watch is somebody's campaign. And there's another friend of mine, Al, Al Norman. He wrote a play a while back, all all based around people playing a a game of Dungeons and Dragons. And while you were playing, while you saw on one corner of the stage, you saw people playing the game. And on the rest of the stage, you saw the game that they were playing being played out by actors, like being like paladins and all that sort of. And that made me think about this film because this film could have gone down a sort of more meta thing where you saw people playing the game and then you saw people in the game. But it just actually, so it made me think this actually works. It's a bit like how in The Last of Us, I'm like, it's kind of like how you have all these, so like, you know, obstacle of the week thing that comes up in The Last of Us. And I think that's kind of like mimics the levels of a video game. It makes me wonder where this whole thing kind of mimics a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. So what you're I, essentially watching is a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. I, I don't I think, know. I wanted to speak to somebody who knew more about it to find out about that. But I, I think, it works. I think, 
I think again the May scene. There is another group, isn't there, or a couple of groups? Yes, there's another yes. couple of groups. But like you <laughs> yes. know, and I mean, there's one. There's one group in particular that looks like you could imagine the almost probably the cartoony ones with the pointy hat, wizardy sort of stuff and all that. Oh, oh. You oh. saying you're what you were watching a cartoon? I wondered oh. if that was maybe maybe what it oh was. I mean, god, I don't might... know because I didn't see the cartoon. I was aware oh my of god, it. you might be right. You might be right. There's a bit of them in a cage, and that's the ones. Yeah. Oh, oh, good. That might be the car. That might be the cartoon characters with the wizard's that... hat. With the, yeah, with the there's one of them with a wizard's hat. There's one of them yeah. with a bow and arrow. There's, there's, oh, one of them opens up. Oh, 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 good lord. Okay, now, now I'm thinking I might have to go watch this thing again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, but, but any, essentially, okay, I'm just, I'm just going to end up going like this if I keep, if we go for much longer. We want to try and keep this review short. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was one of the most fun times I've had in the cinema this year. Mm. I thought it flowed from start to finish. I thought that the I thought everything worked. I thought the the thing between the characters worked. I thought the character when like Reggae Jean Page when he shows up as this paladin. I thought I think I think he works yeah. brilliantly. I think I think it works. <laughs> I, I, they just they just all sort of spark off each other. Everybody yeah. has something to do. There's nobody that you look at. I think Hugh Grant is having a lot of fun yeah. <laughs> in the film. And I, I, I'll just uh, uh, this is this is this is a big massive four for me all yeah, the way yeah. from beginning I, to end. Big I, massive four. I know. I have to say that I yeah I did. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean I know it was long, but you didn't particularly. It didn't particularly seem that long. You know it didn't. Um, I mean, for me, it was it was, it was good, and I enjoyed and I enjoyed the ride, and I thought yeah, it was really good. That is gone. it. Short. That, that is it. It's a ride. It's yeah. like a ride. It's yeah, enjoying yeah. a ride. That's bang on. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you'll have to check out that little maze thing again because I'm I'm pretty confident. As I say, I never saw the cartoon, but I was aware of it, and they were like a little group all huddled together, and it was the wizard's cape oh, thing with the yeah yeah yeah. There was a wizard with a wizard's cape, and he used to go into yeah. his hat and bring things out of his hat. And yeah. uh, oh no, oh oh no, I'm gonna have to go back and watch it. But <laughs> and essentially, this is the kind of film that we, I mean, it's it's just about it's just over two hours long, yeah. which by today's standards isn't that bad. Unlike the other film and cinemas that we're going to be talking about this week. But um, so I really enjoyed this. I would say, guys, if you haven't seen it, go watch Dungeons and Dragons. And Sharmini, what were you thinking not going to the premiere? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Oh, man. Come on, that... man. Yeah, no, yeah, never mind. Never mind. But we'll, we, we, will, we will shelf that and we will move on. And now we go over to Netflix and stuff. And that is going to be, we're going to talk about the line and the line of the desert. Line so, Sean, tell us about this. Okay. Well, I came upon this, you know, like one of the great things with YouTube, I quite like YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. it goes, you can go down and, and they do have full length feature films. And um, it just happened, this come up, this uh, line of the desert, and I, I sort of thought, oh, this looks quite interesting. And I played it, and it's like, um, uh, it was a film that was made in Libya. I think Colonel Gaddafi put up all the money um, to make this film. And it's got a couple of big stars in it. It's got um, Ollie Reed. It's got Ollie Reed. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, um, all oh, right, okay. Yeah, no, so, so it's got Oliver Reed and Anthony Quinn and... Basically, it's the story of the in Libya the, the Italians tried. They had, I think, Somalia, didn't they, and, and places like that. And so this is obviously in. It's been in Libya. It's been ten years of like conflict and that. And then Mussolini, Mussolini, the, the rise to fascism. He says, right, I'm going to I'm going to send over uh, my best general, General Grazzini. We uh, played by Oliver Reed, who just plays Oliver Reed really <laughs> <in this>. but, um, <laughs> so I think he must have just probably turned up for the 
for the paycheck. Um, so yeah, so anyway, and then it's basically the mechanized thing. So they've got, they've got uh, like early, early, they're not really tanks, they're like armored cars with machine guns, the Italians, and they start yep. with the aircraft with the biplanes and stuff, and they start. So it's basically a history, uh, basically a history of, of conflict in Libya. Um, and it starts off at the beginning to give you a, a brief, brief synopsis with, with all the, um, you know, the, the history of it all, what it's all about. So basically it's about Anthony Quinn as this leader, this, this Berber, Libyan Arab leader that is, 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 you know, fighting, fighting this, this war. So it's more primitive weapons fighting the, the more mechanized army than what I used to. So that's basically, it's just all about the strategy. It's about, um, uh, you know, the, the battles that took place. So obviously I'm going to enjoy this. Um, <laughs> and, yes. and so, yeah, it was about the battles and about the nastiness of what they did, you know, there was obviously, they, they, they bombed, there was a particular, like a massacre thing that they bombed and shot and, and, and so on and so forth. So, so is a conflict between, like, is a conflict between Libyans and Italians or different yeah, basically, of Libya? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Libyans and Italians. It's basically Arabs. It's, it's uh, you know, the, the Arabs, um, Arab tribes fighting against Italian colonization, you know, and oh, um, I gotcha. so, so they've basically been, so yes, yeah, so that's colonial one. It's, it's, it's before the war and, uh, so it's you know obviously Mussolini wanted wanted power, so he decides that he's going to stop this nonsense once and for all. There's mm. a bit like um, I mean I, I watched this Yugoslav. It's funny I watched the Yugoslav movie with Yul Brenner, which was similar along the same lines called um, the Battle for Yugoslavia. It was titled, but it was based on this this book, the Battle for the River Nerka, which was in Yugoslavia where all the different Yugoslav partisans were fighting the Italians and the Germans. Mm. Mm. Um, anyway. Yeah, so basically it's a history, history, uh, a part of history. But what I really liked about it is I think they must have really, whoever did the costumes and the, t and the, <laughs> the, the planes and the armored cars and everything else, obviously. The set was, design it, and all it that. Felt, it felt very period and looked very like the uniforms because, again, they had colonial troops as well. And... So it was all very, seemed very, very authentic from what I was aware of. I'm, I'm not hugely au fait with the, the Italian, you know, military and things like that, but it looked good. It looked period. It looked really good. And what was quite interesting, I read in the thing that it was actually banned in Italy up until, um, I don't know, 2019, I think. And oh, wow. you get on stream in one, yeah, because it's, it doesn't I'm show guess, the Italians. I'm, in the, in I'm the guessing that it doesn't show the Italians winning. Let me put it that way. Yeah. Well, I think it was more that some of the atrocities, you know. So although yeah. you, there's not not like blood and violence, but <laughs> I, I think it was just like, especially when they they totally destroy this village, they totally um, devastate this village and. Yeah, yeah, I, I find that a lot of European countries have tried very hard to sort of like kind of ignore their yeah, colonial past. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, 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 us? No, no, we never went somewhere else and tried to take over. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, but anyway, yeah, so on the whole, I, I, I quite enjoyed this movie. Um, and it was pretty good. So, because I thought I was going to like think, oh, you know, this is an unusual thing. Libyan made movie, Scott yep. Oliver Reed, Anthony Quinn. Um, oh, and uh, Rod, by Rod Steiger plays Mussolini, and he played he played Mussolini a few times actually. Yeah, I, think um, I feel like I've heard that before. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's played a few. He's Rod Steiger. Yeah, he's played Mussolini a few times. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So for me, 
on this one, uh, I'm going to say, see, I want to give it a four. Ooh. I don't think I am. I'm going to give this one a four. Because I liked it. I liked it. It felt authentic. It felt real. Mm, Ollie, Ollie Reed, I think, was, you know, being Ollie Reed, not really. <laughs> I think he must have just been there for the old paycheck. But, I mean, Anthony Quinn played a, played a great part. He, you know, and so, yeah, so it seemed, it seemed pretty authentic to me. So I'm going right. to say so- give this one a four. The Lion of the Desert, um, that's four stars, which is probably the highest rating we've given to anything that was bankrolled by Colonel Gaddafi. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, yeah, you can get it on YouTube. The whole film's on YouTube. So. Oh, good stuff. Good yeah, stuff. Yeah. Oh, all right, cool. So now let's go back to cinema and let's talk John Wick Chapter 4. The three-hour fourth bit of the John Wick thing, which we spoke about last week. And I was listening to a show last week. And I remember saying, if I had a chance to see one film in this next week, and it was a toss between Dungeons and Dragons and John Wick. I would go for Dungeons and Dragons, yeah, yeah. partly because of the runtime. Because I think three hours. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, but I am at that stage in my life where I have to sort of weigh up the time I spend in the cinema with time spent with family and kids. And I'm, sure. Sure. <laughs> I'm like, understand that. I'm like three hours, man. Come on, I've got stuff to do. So, um, so, but Sean, that's why we have you here. You are the trooper who will go and will. <laughs> Who will go and do these things? So, John Wick Chapter Four is it worth the three-hour runtime? Okay, so John Wick Chapter Four. I'll give you a brief synopsis of what the film's about. Is um, funny enough, as we were talking about the desert, about Libya, it takes off. John Wick, he's um, he's off in Morocco, so and he he kills a member of the high table. Mm. So basically, he uh, the high table get this chap to, you know, he's like a real nasty one to say, right, okay, we're going to kill, no matter what, we're going to kill, John Wick's got to go, he's, he's he's done something really, really bad. And what they do, uh, you've seen the first John Wick, haven't you? I've seen the first three, yeah. and, 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 okay. I, and I think I said the third one tried my patience, because yeah, now yeah. You, when you mentioned the high table, and uh, you mentioned the high table, and my first thought, I'm just kind of like, oh, I cannot be bothered with this nonsense, because, <laughs> because the third one, I'm like, didn't we do this high table nonsense in the third one? Didn't we sort it out? Didn't yeah. they go to the desert already and do some stupid nonsense that made no difference to the story? Why yeah. the heck are we still here? Oh, but anyway. But... Anyway. Yeah, so anyway, they decide that because, because they decide to destroy the hotel in New York, you know, like the, the, the Continental Hotel. Yeah, yeah. Continental. And um, obviously the manager and the concierge go to see this, this nasty guy and he kills the concierge and made him ashamed. Anyway, so basically they destroy the and then john wick's hiding out in a, a in tokyo in one, another hotel and there's a big shootout with like and then donnie yen turns up with them um, mm-hmm. he's like he although he's it's funny with these characters because there's ones that are good and they sort of help out and there's also another i can't remember the actor's name um but i quite like him um he's uh he's, he's got a dog he's got a dog and uh but anyway, so basically, he's got this. So basically, he's, he's excommunicado and he has this big fight and there's people after him and all that. So it's all the same. This is slightly different in that, you know, normally I'm very, very, I don't know, they call it, they call it anal about things that are really silly and all that. And, and that, the things that don't make sense, yes. You like your films to make sense. This is more like, a, this is more, shall we say, choreographed than dance. There's, a, there's some love. It's, 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 it's Different in the same sort of way. There's still plenty of violence. There's still plenty of shooting. But what a great soundtrack. And there's one bit later on in the film where it's the Warriors, as Jesse goes, 
Okay, here's a message for all you people out there with a John Wick has got and I mean have you ever seen the Warriors toes? I have seen the Warriors, yeah. Okay, so Can you dig it? Yeah. That, Hello Holly. Not, hiya, hiya, Holly. <laughs> How are you, mate? You alright? Sorry, I'm late. Very late. But anyway, so uh, so yeah, so there's this scene as you go, Oh, take but and then like yeah, all these gang, all the different people that are gonna kill him and there's absolutely fantastic but you know the baseball furies. So you got all these gangs. You've got oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In, yeah, yeah in the, cars, in the and Warriors, instead yeah. of baseball bats, he sort of they they got like pump action shotguns, and they pick up <laughs> pump action shotguns, and they sort of throwing it like that, and it's just um, and and like oh, the Turnbull ACs, they're giving like and I mean, it's well, really... okay, look, look, sure. Let me tell you what I'm expecting from this film. What I'm expecting for this film is I'm expecting the plots to be absolute nonsense. Absolutely. I'm expecting, I'm expecting the plot to be absolute nonsense. I'm expecting the action to be great. Yeah. I expect yeah. that the action is going to be is essentially going to be like action, 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 action. Okay, now we need something to link us to the next action piece. Okay, blah 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 blah. Yeah, here's the thing of the thing. Here's a blah blah blah. Here's a coin. And, yeah, action. And that that's what I'm expecting from this film. But the problem is, I don't know whether I think at three hours, that's going to get that's going to wear very thin very quickly. Well, no, toes. I would have thought the same. Exactly the same. But I I sat through this film. I don't know if it was the soundtrack. I don't know if it was because it was more. It's cer certainly more choreographed. It's certainly more. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. it's almost like the the uh, the kung fu films where everybody waits to sort of come in. And I, I am aware <laughs> of that sometimes. Like you know, there's like 300 people and they're all and waiting it, their time to. It's like okay, I'll just wait. I'll just wait. Oh no, he didn't wait. do it. I'll oh, do it. My now. turn. My turn. In fact, I think there's even one bit where it's like. When, when the sacre coeur so a lot of it takes place in france and so i recognized a lot of the places obviously and I, what i really liked about it is it didn't take itself seriously at all it was not it was not um it was not serious so i was very forgiven of it for that sort of things and as i say i was i, I had some real laugh out moments in it um and yeah, I mean, it is lots of shooting, it is, and I thought exactly the same. I thought one John Wick, one John Wick two, and we and we had enough John Wicks. Um, so, but I think they've sort of left it. I, I can't see there being another John Wick now, but there is. Uh, they, they they put a, the Donnie Yen side of it. I don't know if it's because of the Chinese money, but the Johnny, there's a little little post credit scene with. Uh, you know, they will find a way. I know there's yeah, already a, a there, there's sure, already a film. I, there's already a film called Ballerina being made with your previous actress of the moment, Anna de Armas. And you know, you know, in John Wick Chapter Three, there's a scene with ballerinas and where the ballerinas are being trained as assassins. assassins so there's a yeah. film, there's a film called Ballerina that's going to be about those ballerinas with Anna de Armas being the ballerina. So it's still in the John Wick world. That's already yeah. been shot. There is so, th so, so, so I guess going there's going to, to be a John Wick way. universe, isn't there? There's going to be they're a John Wick universe. They're going to find a way to continue, <laughs> and I'm going to. Uh, uh, this is Sean. With everything that you've said about this film, all you've done is convince me to watch it when it comes on home. When it comes at home, I'm not going to the cinema to watch this. No, I was, no. I was because I, I'm just. Uh, the thing is, I, I'll tell you how bad it is, right? Because usually most films, when something comes out, like I remember, um, uh, oh, drat. Oh yeah, like the last Bond film. When that came out, I was like, quick, gotta go watch that before I want to avoid spoilers. With this, I saw a, a pitch that says, ooh, where does John Wick go from here on the Empire website, Empire Movie Magazine website? And I wasn't even bothered. I was like, yeah, I'll just read it. Spoilers, don't care. <laughs> so it's uh, it, it shocks me a little bit just how much 
I think with, when you talk about the universe and everything like that, the only thing I am here for in John Wick is the action. That is, that's the only well, thing I'm here for. Well, there's plenty of that, Toes, plenty of that. And, um, and uh, yeah, I was just at the same mind. I thought, oh, right, okay. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be more the same. It is more the same, but it's done more balletic and more... Yeah, stylishly. More, more, yeah. more stylish, yeah. It's not yeah. so much the brutality of... Yeah. You know, like in the first one, it's pretty brutal, isn't it? There's, there's, it is. There's there's not so much of this. There's still... And there, and there's some great characters. And for the for the scene, for as I say, for that tribute to the Warriors, I was absolutely... I had a big, huge monster grin on my face. That was ecstatic. And I thought, you know... Because like, yeah, because that bit where they the first, you know, the the, the ladies talking. Here's a message for you. you oh yeah, off. the radio and, host. Yeah, yeah. And you just have all these, you know, like all the gangs getting ready. And as I say, and it was just the shotgun scene with the, you know, it was just out of throwing the baseball bats. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Just you know, and then it's just mayhem around the Arc de Triomphe. You know, it's just like all sorts of see, people just wouldn't be able to take that. You know, knocked down, spun over, spun around, up in the air. Landing, you know, fifty feet and and you know, still getting up. Great stuff. So oh, yeah, so, so so how so many stars? Real, yeah, I had a real good ride with this one. I really enjoyed this film. Um didn't seem like the two hours fifty minutes or whatever it was. So I'm gonna give this one a four star as well. I'll give this okay. one a four. So four star I, rating for John Wick chapter four. Hello, I, Holly. I was like, I've never seen any of the John Wick films, but I kind of feel like now would be a moment to start given this has been very well reviewed i'm not necessarily in the cinema because time is short but yeah it's, it yeah. seems yeah yeah we'll watch number I, four I think... number four is number four is is probably i would say possibly. i think i think one or two one or two are pretty good what, oh, what yeah, yeah one's one's great one's great two's great um three 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 <sighs> i'll say we know three is always there I think there's a thing in X Men Three where he, where he says, "Oh, you always know about you know, always you know what they say about the third movie and yeah. <laughs> yeah, mm. but it's true. We all okay, know. okay. So, so Holly, thank you for coming here because we had one more thing to talk about before we went off. But is there anything that you wanted to bring to the table? It will have to be a very brief one. Uh, but I watched my my recent viewing was uh, the documentary on Waco on netflix which okay, makes cool good you guys talk about it i'm just gonna go make sure that a child isn't yelling out in pain yes oh, is, is, is that is that david koresh the waco thing yes yeah yeah yes. i've well, seen a couple of things like that and it was i mean this is is really more of a discursive one i suppose than the in-depth it was a really interesting documentary because i knew the tiniest bit about it because you know everybody knows i say everybody mm. Everybody knows that Waco was a thing, yeah. but uh, is it is it is it like one of those docudramas or is yeah, it an actual yeah it was no no it was it was very much documentary but it was done in the um in the same style of the um uh, murder uh, okay. murders a lot of a lot of really interesting interviews with people and actually I found it quite thought provoking because it started the. The sort of the position of it is is you know it was a, a religious sect and they are spun off from seventh day adventists and a lot of my family are adventists so what the seventh day adventists are we talking yeah. about so, so oh, yeah seventh day adventists they 
Aren't they an offshoot of the Jehovah's Witness? No, no, they're completely separate. I mean, they're completely, yeah. It's all well, very, very confusing. I think they believe in the old horns and that, don't they? That, that thing with the horns and the vials and um, well, Seventh Day Adventists. I'm sure. I mean, I did spend in my in my younger years. I did spend a few, a little bit of a time, sort of going to different religions to see, like Mormons, JWs, um, Seventh Day Adventists. Um, so yeah, I, I, and I yeah. found them quite close to the Jehovah's. Yeah, Witnesses. they're. Um, I mean, they're very much based on a, a lot of you know closer to judaism the the mm. founding is thoroughly bizarre and i always try not to sound too eyebrow raising but it involved going up a mountain and having visions and then every everybody going up the mountain to the end of the world and then the end of the world <laughs> came yes. down the mountain and carried on regardless so you know i can see how it's you yeah. know so anyway so that so koresh is an offshoot of so they are he's generation two of an offshoot right and was firm in his belief that he he was the you know he was jesus returned um just running over the brief background of the religious positions of um waco and so yeah he was a you know a second second generation seventh day adventist offshoot who yeah believed he was the messiah uh, which is never a great place to start and he you know his followers were already off being unusual and they continued to be unusual together and he built up that sort of you know classic uh closely you know sex type in you know sex cult type environment yeah pretty much he built up a cult yeah yeah and and with the obligatory you know everybody's going to be my wife and all sorts of things um and really there's just so there's just no originality when it comes to making a cult nowadays i know (laughs) it's all it's it's either money or sex i think isn't it both is both is acceptable too and it's a lot of what they talk about is the siege and the people who died and you get interviews from people on the sort of police FBI side and the interviews from the people who were there, who in most cases were very young at the time. So I think one would question the quality of, well, one might question the quality of their memories, but you see all of this sort of balance of, you know, kind of, you know, who started it? Um, yeah. The fact that ultimately it's a, it's a very, interesting situation that runs over sort of sometimes well i mean i mean it's, it's one of these things that has gone into the public consciousness ever yeah. since because i know i heard about waco and i heard it was being used in tv shows and in films as oh yeah it's a waco oh yeah david koresh oh he's the drink the kool-aid guy right absolutely uh no yeah. oh no no that was another one that was yeah, another one. That was the David, other David Koresh was the one that ended up in a massive firefight. Yes, he's fi- yeah. he's firefight guy. Yeah. But so, he, but, so, yeah, but, but you, you hear it all the time, and every time if like Waco has become like you know a byword for crazy and, cult person. And actually, Waco, I think in my head was drink the Kool Aid guy as well. Oh so yeah. It required watching it to be reminded, you know, which form of appalling cultism were we dealing with here. And how how are we planning on people ending up dead? But his aspiration appeared to be less about everybody ending up dead if things didn't go the way they wanted. And there are all sorts of questions, it seems, about, you know, with the 
massive fire whether or not it was at, it was started deliberately or accidentally by people in the house or the compound or was it started by the fbi and you get to the end and i don't feel that i'm spoiling things in any way with uh, you know two different con with a continuing two different sides to the discussion because people aren't ever and probably rightly brought into the same room because that's you know with something like this it would be distasteful i would so, pop it so was this on netflix it was on netflix Continue is this a recent is this a recent yeah. production or was it done a yeah. while back no no this is the new one okay uh, there have been others unsurprisingly because I, I, I just have to say here that i would have there is a, a 2011 film called red state which is absolutely brilliant i mean it's a fictional one obviously but oh, that's the kevin cult. smith film that's the one that's yeah. the one yeah because yeah. we've got the rapture and everything in it but anyway anyway yeah sorry carry on uh, yeah so it's a so it's a it's a sad watch as it's interesting but it <coughs> makes you feel sad oh, okay because because i'm thinking you saying that it gets to the end and it's a case of there's still two different sides where people are saying no they started it they started it and i'm thinking that if it was a recent thing it's kind of like of our times right now. You're talking about America, and it wasn't that long before that you had one figurehead person who had a whole bunch of followers who went and attacked a government building. <laughs> yeah, and until uh, till today, you have some people who don't care what evidence you're pre presented with. This is what happened, and this is who was at fault. So it's um so yeah um, so the fact that it comes to the end and like you know you say that there's two different sides. I actually think that that is probably about the only conclusion to come to. Yeah. Because if they came, if they came to a point where everybody went, now we think back on it, uh, we were wrong. That's not gonna happen. Yeah. Except yeah, everybody looks back on it and they were definitely right. And the the main takeaway is that it was absolutely tragic and people mm. died, mm. and and for children, they I think. The majority, if not all, had been let out, had been taken out, and was staying in a, a sort of foster foster place, a children's home. And they, some very young, basically watched their families die. Yeah. And you know, rightly or wrongly, whoever started it, it's the the tragedy of children basically seeing losing their parents is yeah. horrible okay um, and i and i feel like we're getting perilously close to our true crime discussion again and as to are, whether yes. and as to whether this is just exploitation and whether it should be allowed to happen but that's already happened we've already done that and yeah. so i'm going to move on from that and just ask you yeah. how many stars um, would you give this i'm i'm going to go with four actually it was it didn't feel exploitative um, though you know, you know, classic true, true crime. We'll come back to that another day. Yeah, the nth time. But yeah, I would, I would say for it, it made me sad. Um, I would recommend watching it, but only if you're prepared to feel sad about what's ultimately a massive, massive tragedy. Um, yeah, that was that wouldn't have happened if you weren't dealing with somebody who was, you know somewhat unhinged but you know with the you know there's a lot there's a lot of what ifs and maybes with with such things but it's yeah it's sad it's sad but it's well done it's well considered and it does make you actually think about both sides of 
people's perspective as to what happened and yeah. Yeah, it makes you it makes you think it makes you feel and you understand that everybody on both sides of it is really sad and oh. you know traumatized by right. it so it's okay <laughs> okay Super thank you very Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much for that, Holly. Thank you very much for that, Holly. And so now we get on to our final thing, and this is on Amazon Prime. And it is, you will be happy to hear, a lot cherrier. <laughs> and this is, this is Jennifer Lopez and Josh Duhamel back in, Jennifer Lopez back in rom-com territory with, some, with a little bit of action start throwing on the side. This is Shotgun Wedding. And Holly, I think you would love this as a... Oh, my brain needs a rest. Ah, oh, yes, this is exactly how this is. Oh, my... Yeah, I just Jennifer Lopez films just set my teeth on edge, though. Oh, have you seen Hustlers? Yes, and I liked Hustlers. Hustlers is good. Yeah, Hustlers is good. But so this is this is. I mean, okay, Shotgun Wedding. I, I think you can almost sort of see the pitch meeting for this and how, you know how they say, oh, imagine blah, 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 like a blah, 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 imagine blah, blah, blah. And I think in this one, they, were, it, they probably went, okay, imagine like, you know, um, romancing the stone mixed with Die Hard at a wedding. And <laughs> that's pretty much what you have in this film. So the idea is that you have um, Jennifer Lopez and Josh Duhamel's characters, whose names I cannot remember, it doesn't matter. And they have gone to somewhere in the Philippines. They've gone to somewhere in the Philippines for a destination wedding. And they are on this place where they have the whole island to themselves. And as they are going to... So um, uh, on the day of the wedding, they have a little bit of, a, of an argument. And so they go off and where they're not sure, are they going to get married? You get to meet the... And this has to do with the fact that her ex-boyfriend shows up at the wedding. And her ex-boyfriend is this sort of perfect guy played, like, played by Lenny Kravitz that, had, that her father absolutely loves. And he can't he can get her father to like him because his, her father thinks he's just after the money because and all that. So all that, all so far, also rom-com. But then on the day of the wedding... They, the wedding gets ambushed and there's these pirates that show up. So this supposedly Filipino pirates show up at this wedding and ambush them and take everybody, put everybody in the swimming pool and they're like, right, cool, that's it. Give us all your money. Oh, and now you, we want your bank account details because we want like, you know, 50 million pounds and all that. And then what ensues is um, Josh Duhamel and Jennifer Lopez essentially having to become action stars and save their wedding and save all their guests by going around and picking off these terrorists one by one. And that's your film. That is, <laughs> that's that's what happens. I mean, I think it, it is a re it's a good watch. It, it it flows quite well. I don't think anything. I don't think it gives you anything you don't expect. It's like there's some things that are supposed to be twists in the film, but you kind of see them coming. There's <laughs> there's there, and, and it's just one of those things where it's like. I think it's aware enough to be like, like, yeah, we don't expect you to have to be surprised by this being the twist. All we know is that it's, it's Jennifer Lopez. You like watching Jennifer Lopez? Watch Jennifer Lopez. It's Josh Duhamel. He's quite a nice guy to look at. He's he's got he's got some charisma, and he can actually banter and go back and forth with Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, watch him. And what more do you want, people? What more do you want? It's pretty much what I can imagine this film saying. So it is a died in the wool three star film. It's like one of those films that when you when you hear it, you go like, "This is three stars. This is three stars, and it can only go down. It's not going up. <laughs> it's, it's not getting elevated. You, they could do everything perfectly in this film. They could have like, at, at, it, it's not going to go past three stars. Uh, I mean, for it to go past three stars, they would have to do something absolutely out of this world. It, it's it's not going to go past. So it doesn't mess it up. It's a three star film. 
Jennifer Lopez and Josh Duhamel are what are, are fun to watch on, on screen. The supporting cast is kind of cool. They have Cheech Marin in there. Rita Moreno's in there as well. You've got Jennifer Coolidge. You have, mm. um, yeah, you, you have uh, oh, Kaylee. Yeah, say what does have doesn't have Jennifer Coolidge at the moment. At the moment, yeah. Uh, uh, no, I I have a feeling right that we, with Jennifer Coolidge, and I, I may not. I feel like Jennifer Coolidge has got to the stage in her career that when they send her a script, she just looks at where they're going to film this thing, and if there's going to be sun, sand, and a beach, she's there. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then she gets to play Jennifer Coolidge. And then she just gets to go there and be Jennifer Coolidge on a beach. So I'm, I'm thinking, obviously, she's in the White Lotus. That's on a beach. She's in this. That's on a beach. There's one other thing I'm thinking of that yeah. she's in that I've seen her in the trailer for, and I'm pretty sure it's Sunny. So um, no, there was the one that I reviewed ages ago that I cannot remember the name of that was to do with creepy people in oh the watcher house and the sub. Thank you. She was yeah. in that, and that wasn't there wasn't a beach. Oh yeah, yeah no, that, nice that was kind of like that's kind of like New England, wasn't it? Mm, but it was lovely weather. <laughs> lovely it was very weather. pleasant. So uh, if you wanted to break from the beach, yes. Well, okay, and I, I hope, I sincerely hope that I am not doing the legend that is Jennifer Coolidge a disservice by this, but I can't, I, per, I personally think that at the moment she's in it for the holidays. So, so and good on her. She that, has, she has earned enough. Holiday. She has earned the right to say, where is it filming? Do I get a good holiday out of it? Can I bring my dog? So it's, so it's like, right. who can argue with that? Yeah. So, so I think that this is, this is a three star film. It is, it is. It's a, it's a romantic comedy. It's a, it's it's kind of like a Jennifer Lawrence romantic comedy, no Jennifer Lopez, sorry, romantic comedy. But it is probably on the higher end of the scale of the Jennifer Lopez romantic comedy. Probably I put it above above something like The Wedding Planner or something like that, or Made in Manhattan. But um, that is. It. <laughs> I'm not a lover of either of those. Well, but if you want to see them do a little bit of John McClane at a wedding, a little bit of Die Hard at a wedding, it's it's, it's pretty much what yeah, this sounds, is. That sounds preferable, but to yeah. say Hustlers I liked, that I feel... Yeah, Hustlers, was, Hustlers is a very good film. That, very that good I feel film. is the peak of, you know, J-Lo films. Well, well, that and Out of Sight, I think are probably her two best her two oh. best films. Yes, I will... Hustlers I will and Out of Sight are films that I'm like, yes, Jennifer Lopez, can we have more of these, please? Because you're amazing in these. Well, all right. So that is it for me. And now we have done, we had two things on cinemas. We had three things at home and we have taken an average. So who do you think on average have we've had a better time with this week? Cinemas or home viewing? Well, Ollie, do you want to go? Okay, having missed the cinema ones, I'm, I'm going to go cinema. Okay. Yeah, I would say that because of the three, because, of, because there was three for streaming services, um, I reckon cinemas pipped it by like 0. 0.75 or something along that, that that region. Not by very much, but oh, you know. Oh yeah, well, uh, oh yeah, until Holly came along and gave gave Netflix and yeah. friends a shot in the arm. She gave them friends a shot in the arm, and <laughs> and that took it to we have a difference of 0. 0.4. <laughs> of an average of a 0.4 of a star and that is yeah you're right cinema has given us a good week this week we have had a good time in the cinema even though sean spent over five hours in the cinema this yeah, week checking then D and D worth watching i take it and d is yeah, absolutely yeah, worth watching dungeons yeah. and dragon is absolutely I, worth watching we, we, we like dungeons and dragons 
we, we like we liked <laughs> it a lot. Fun. Yeah, yeah. And, and on my list of. No, honestly, it is such it is such a fun film. It's such a fun. I mean, Sean used the perfect word. It's like it's a ride. It's a it's ride a of a movie movie. that the like of which I haven't actually felt that way in the cinema for a while. We're just no, watching it. And I, just going, I have to agree. Yeah. You're just going. Oh yeah, this goes from there. That goes from there. That goes from there. This is, I'm with you all the way. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do this. Yeah, and they're and, nice characters. They're all. They're all. I mean, they're brilliant characters. Yeah, the characters are, are, are really cool. I and this I is coming from somebody. This coming from somebody who has never actually played the uh, D&D before. So, know nothing about it. Pretty I much know nothing. I remember the cartoon very fondly, just so. Yes, yes, I remember the cartoon as well. Okay, this is where this is where we realized that yeah, pretty much we we're, we're the same age. Yeah. So, we so, <laughs> Yeah, I remember, I remember the cartoon as well and and Sean just said something. If you listen back to the our review, Sean said something that made me think, "Oh, hang on a second, that might have been a re- that could have now I think about it, that was a reference to the cartoon. That there's an Easter egg to the cartoon in there. But it's, yeah, but oh, but anyway. So until next week, until next week when God knows what's on the cinema. I might, might go with Dungeons & Dragons again if there's nothing on. Um, <laughs> it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. A goodbye from me. Thank you very much for joining us. Get in touch with us on Twitter. Oh my God, Marcus, I forgot to mention your thing again. Marcus, keep listening. Eventually we will read out the tweets that you have sent us. Thank you very much. Thank Bye. you, Marcus. <laughs>